I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to... The Raptors over everything live call-in show. Um, I'm your host William Lou. I'm joined as always by fellow co-host Josh Hart, and we have opened up the phone lines because the Raptors um, have well, they didn't win the number one pick in the lottery, but they did move up. They had a 32% chance of jumping in the top four. They had specifically an 8.5% shot at getting the fourth pick, which is what they got. And honestly, I'm expecting good vibes on this show. It's always good vibes with you, Josh. Um, how are you feeling right now before we throw it to any callers or anything like that? I'm feeling great. We saw an all-time Caribbean NBA player performance yesterday night. If you stayed up yep. late to watch DeAndre Ayton um, steal victory from the jaws of sure defeat after Scott Foster did everything in oh, his power. God. Amazing Scott Foster performance. But uh, before all that, the Raptors moved ahead in the, the draft lottery. Um, we're guaranteed a top four pick um, unless they decide to move it, which I definitely think is a possibility. But, yeah, good vibes. Um, great evening. And uh, DeAndre Ayton, I called it. You're going to have the DeAndre Ayton game. And we saw it yesterday night. Um, mm. Felt great. Felt great. Yeah. Look, I'm really happy for you on your behalf. Honestly, I'm just really happy for DeAndre because um, I guess I wasn't really aware of what his personality is. I mean, you you watch players play, but you might not necessarily watch their interviews or like what they do off court and you know those little shows that the people do, like how hungry you or whatever. Um, and so this playoffs has been a real nice like moment for everyone to get to know DeAndre's personality. In addition to the fact he's a really good player, and he just seems like a giant seven foot teddy bear, man. Like he's just yeah, so, heck yeah. a very warm personality. Yeah. So I, I really uh, I really vibe with that. Um, yeah, and of course, it, he's just been a great. He's just been really, really good throughout all the plus. I mean, we're not we're not talking enough about the fact that he played against AD in the first round. I get AD wasn't fully healthy, but yeah. even when he was healthy, he was still giving them real problems. Yeah. Um, second round guarding Jokic. Yep. And now, I mean, there are no know, more centers in this. There, this there are no more centers, but still, he's uh, 
Man, 12 of 15. I mean, damn, he's 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 really good. He looks like Lou Alcender. It's amazing. Wow, okay, believe. all right. <laughs> he doesn't look like Kareem, not not even close, but he looks like Lou back way back when. Yeah. Um but the Raptors though. See, doesn't here, look, here's the thing. I was actually annoyed at DeAndre. It wasn't his fault, but so the, the the NBA draft was or the lottery was happening last night, and Mark Tatum comes out, races through the first ten selections, right? <laughs> and after the Warriors were were uh, you know unenveloped at seven, it was like holy crap, the Raptors are going to jump up to yeah. the top four. They get to that top four, and then they go to a commercial break. It was. The longest commercial yeah. break ever. Like I'm, I'm ever, talking, I every about, company in the Fortune 500, we yeah. saw an advertisement from. I was like, every single car <laughs> in existence. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh man, here's the new Camry, here's the new <laughs> Nissan or whatever. And then like they went to every fast food, then to every <laughs> bank, every insurance. It was killing me. And then when they finally came back, I'm like, oh thank God. And then they were like, here's a camera view of the Suns game. They're warming up, and I'm like, what are you doing here? What is Cassidy Hutherworth doing? Talking to DeAndre Ayton about what it felt like to, you know, watch the draft lottery. I'm like, yo, I don't care. I don't care. Mark Tatum, put him on the screen and let him see and let me see what what, what Raptors had. And of course, Raptors got the fourth pick, which was obviously fantastic. Um, Did it feel like I remember seeing Fred Van Vliet's reaction to the fourth pick, and I was hmm. like, I guess he we didn't get the fourth pick because Fred didn't crack a smile. He like he just you know. I, I don't think that Fred had prepared himself to experience emotion unless they won the the, the draft and had the number one pick because he his poker face is oh. incredible. Yeah. Like you, Alex Blake, and the rest of the guys in that card game all have to be terrified if Fred ever pulls up because despite yeah. him like in spite um despite him uh, being the richest of you guys by a, by a mile, <laughs> he also looks like he's the best poker player. No, that's okay. I, I would still very much love to play poker against someone who's uh, who's making $85 million in the next uh, few years. I feel like that could uh, help my future uh, personally. But um, let's get to our first caller. We have uh, Tala from Saga. Mrs. Saga wants to talk about, uh, I mean, what we're all going to talk about, how the draft is going to impact things for the Raptors in the future. Tala, you there? How are you? Oh, hey, what's up? Wow. Um, I'm good. How are you guys? I mean, you know, we're we're clearly in fantastic spirits, man. I mean, I, you know, went to sleep. Uh, oh my goodness! Just thinking about the fact that the Raptors have a top four pick. You know, by the way, the last two times the Raptors had a top four pick, uh, Chris Bosh, fourth yeah. overall, twenty two thousand and three, pretty good pick. And technically, they had the fifth pick in the uh, nineteen ninety eight draft, but they took Antoine Jameson immediately, flipped him for the fourth pick in Vince Carter. So I'm counting that as a fifth, fourth pick as well. So the last two fourth picks have been Vince and, and, and Chris Bosch. That's pretty good. That was that was amazing. Wallahi, I was so happy. Yep. Yo, I've been on my Dukes too. They're like, yo, why are you so loud? I'm like, chill. I'm, we just got the top four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to ask, like, you know, like, Having just like that top four, like it just changes a lot of plans in the future. How do you see like free agency playing out? You know, if that if a guy like Green or even say Sucks comes available, factoring to like free agency, say for a guy like Gary Trent, or even getting like a future big man if you're to get Mobley. Yeah, that's a good question. 
Um, I think, okay, if they, so first off, the thing with this fourth selection is that because the top four is pretty established, the choice is almost taken out of the hands of the Raptors. Like the Raptors are picking second. I feel like they need to come up with different scenarios. Uh, for the fourth pick, you're almost kind of taking whatever is left, right? Um, out of the, the you know, obviously K is going to go first overall to Detroit. But then, you know, depending on what happens there in the second and third pick, maybe there's some trades happening. The fourth pick is going to be more or less decisions going to be made. I, I mean, obviously, I think probably in terms of a roster building perspective, the cleanest move in terms of the one that creates the least uh, redundancy is obviously if you take Mobley, if he's there. Um but I think, honestly, like, what those guards, too, like, if the Raptors draft those guards, um, either one of the Jalen's, um, you're probably looking at a scenario where, I, to be honest, I thought Kyle might have been moving on anyway, um, even though I, I wasn't against the Raptors re-signing Kyle. But, you know, I think he probably moves on in a sign-and-trade. And I still think you do re-sign Gary, because I do think that um, as long as you can get Gary back at a number that isn't, like, I don't know, 20 million i think you can trade shooters like that i was uh, i've been doing a lot of research in the sort of just like shooting guards in that market in terms of like guards who take a bunch of threes and hit a bunch of threes those guys aren't cheap right like we saw joe harris go for you know a pretty expensive deal i know josh is smirking joe harris was very disappointing uh in the playoffs and i, I was disgusted myself um but like tim hardaway jr was in that range jordan clarkson's in that range you know you have like norm's gonna be about to be in that range so he's, you know, as long as you get him at a, you know, reasonable contract, like I think he's a guy you can keep and inform with your guard rotation. But yeah, the Raptors would have one too many guards if the Raptors, you know, took one of the two Jalen's, which is it's a good problem to have, to be honest, because I do think that you could probably move any of those guys. Like if you needed to move Malachi, for example, he's, you know, valuable. And I think you probably get more than just a 29th pick for him. Um, and if you need to move Gary, I think you can do that in the future as well. So I'm, I'm not I'm not that pressed, to be honest. I think it's a good thing. No, that's what I was thinking as well. Like having a top four pick just like helps you know, just helps you create a lot more solutions that like to um, just helps you create like a lot more um, let's say uh, it just makes things a lot more easier for you in the long run. And I don't like having just this. Oh my goodness! Like I know we deserved it. Like even even yeah, even with the top four pick, like you were hoping that like Masai can you know finesse somehow and like move up maybe even with like the Cavs, you know considering heavily with their pick but you don't know what they're what they want as well so mm-hmm. kind of all up in the air yeah exactly all right well, look we appreciate the call we obviously uh, a lot of people are very excited so i appreciate the call and uh yeah thanks for calling in. peace thanks man thanks for having me appreciate you well, how are you going to feel when the Magic move up into three? And 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 if I feel like the obvious fit, at least for me, and the guy that I'm most excited for is Mobley. I think the idea of him coming off the bench and being a pick-and-roll partner to Malachi is, like, so delightful. And then if he's able to get big, I can see him being a real solution for a great team for a long time. Big if, if he's able to put on the weight, I think, necessary. Um but I have like I, I kind of worry that Orlando like he falls into two because I don't think um, he makes a ton of sense in Houston with Christian Wood. Even then, I think that he's the right player. But if that happens and Orlando Orlando uh, trades with the Cavs to move up, I'm going to be so so tight. 
because the Cavs don't. The Cavs, they're planning on giving uh, Jared Allen the max. Yeah, I mean, uh, the part of me that doesn't feel tight about any of this is because, like, no matter what, what, no matter what happens, we're good. good. That's the beauty of this. I just think that I have, I now, I, I have spent uh, too much time, like, developing a soft spot for Mobley because you know I like, I like bigs. I like guys who can score. Bigs that can score. I just enjoy watching a lot. And Mobley right now is still going to be pretty is pretty fast. He's slight. Yeah, that's a problem, but. I know that I'm going to like watching him play wherever he ends up um, in a way that, I don't know. All these other guys kind of seem like uh, guys who like stream PUBG in their, uh, like, after every game in, like, just our, our buckets. And I, it's a sod's, like, negative, to, like, talk about why every prospect is a fraud. I've, I've, uh, I've drank the Kool-Aid. I'm now, like, out on prospects, but I need to turn it around. Anywho, we have Kevin from Toronto. Kevin, welcome to the show. I'm sure you're interested in talking about who the Raptors uh, can take it for in a month and a half, or just over a month. Yeah, uh, good afternoon, guys. Like, uh, first of all, hell's to the yells. Like, oh my gosh, I that was a bad thing um, that we like had to bear witness here. Like, oh my gosh, I I just want to like flush on my memory. But you know what? Like, I'm really, I have not been this excited for the Raptors since like. Like, whatever game six was versus Celtics, that's, like, the last time I actually felt, like, truly just a little bit of sense of happiness because, man, it was, it was a bad season. But, um, yeah, so in terms of, like, the draft lottery, um, the Raptors just, like, jumped, like, everyone. I feel like they had, like, a good spot, which is, like, number four, as in, like, um, they are, like, going to get, like, a pretty good player. And then he jumped to number one, which was, like, I was, like, worried that if we jumped the Pistons, like, Ben Wallace might have just, like, fostered that be, like, right through the screen. And, like, it just did not want to win. Like, dude, Ben Wallace is still, like, some big dude. Like, he's still stupid. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, yeah. Uh, it's, like, I know that's talking about, like, how uh, Cleveland um, might trade their pick. And I really don't see, like, like if they're going to draft someone like Green or, um, like, I just don't see, like, why they would do that. Because they're already, like, have Sexton and uh, Gothic Girl, I forget his name. Yeah. And they have a, they're probably going to Alan like Max. And what are they looking to do? Are they going to like another like third guard or like another big, like another center that plays exactly the same as these guys? Like they should definitely use it something with trade bait. And like in terms of the Raptors, what does this mean? Is um, like, like who should they select if like, because if they just select, like, let's say they need to select the subs, right? Do they um do they get like Kyle? Because like at this point, like you already have Malachi sort of like the next Fred, and you have Fred obviously, and it's just like I, I like y'all like y'all like Kyle, like he's like you know he's an awesome guy and did a lot for the team, but I, I think I think you have to like, move on from that point, right? Yeah, it seems to make sense that um, the more it looks like the Raptors bringing in a young guard, the less it looks like Kyle Lowry stays, but. I don't know. None of this Kyle. None of this Kyle stuff has made sense to me. Like it made no sense when he was retained at the um, trade deadline. The, the deadline. officers are on their yeah. way to arrest Bobby for that decision right now. Um, but I don't know. It seems like that whole Kyle Lowry question is a total mystery to me. It's the second biggest one after what happens with Masai. Um, but yeah, if the Raptors end up drafting a young guard, I do think that it's right to think that Kyle Lowry's likelihood of Sticking around are diminished, but I already think they're pretty, pretty thin odds now. 
Do you disagree, Will? No, I think the most sense it, it, right now, what what makes the most sense to me is a sign and trade. Um, but again, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you know, we could. The thing with the, the thing with the resigning Kyle thing is, I'm not against it whatsoever. I, I believe Kyle is going to be very productive over the course of the next two years, three years, whatever the length of the contract is. I think he's going to be worth the money for sure. My only concern is the Raptors are in a space where, even if you resign Kyle for the purpose of like trying to move him again, I don't feel like that's where Kyle is comfortable. Like he really wants to be in a situation where he can be competitive and also and get paid well, but mostly stay in that situation because he doesn't want to move his family around. Which is totally understandable when you have kids at a certain age, and like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't really see signing Kyle just to like have the the quote unquote asset and then move it. That doesn't really make as much sense to me, especially with how much respect the Raptors will be giving Kyle. So, yeah. I think a sign and trade makes the most sense, especially if the Raptors end up getting one of the two Jalen's. But and, you know, listen, yeah. it's a good problem to have because again, a sign and trade could be very valuable because a lot of these teams that needed help, Philly, for example. <laughs> Philly, yeah, for example. Yeah. Oh Kyle Lowry's market value has never been higher than going into... Absolutely. Because you can presumably trade with control over him. Like, I, I believe that uh, Chris Paul talking about taking healthcare tips from Kyle Lowry was some conspiracy to make sure that my guy gets a bag. Because I mean, that he, is, is the, he is the president <laughs> of the MBPA. So. I know, but did you, it was wild. Like, yeah, Chris Paul, like, how have you managed to, like, recover from the shoulder injury? Like, you know, I actually... A consulted noted point guard health expert Kyle Lowry and maintenance <laughs> tips to yeah. last through a long playoff run, of which he's had many long playoff runs in his advanced age. Um, yeah. It's too bad he's not on the team this year, but hopefully a team is willing to give him uh, three years, sixty million dollars, so that he can continue to be a productive. It was just he was doing the the Kyle Lowry infomercial. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I'm, so, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's actually Dr. Kyle Lowry, so... That's exactly Chris Paul would go to the medical profession. Um, but yeah, uh, just like one last... Uh, just, just a little, like, little tidbit is, um, do you think the Raptors can maybe, like, trade... Like, let's say if they really want Suggs bad. Um, do you think they can maybe trade Cleveland? Like, do you think maybe just, like, move, like, Gary Trent or someone to, like, just push to get, make sure you get sucked. Cause I think the Raptors like desperately, like desperately need like a big guy because like rebounding was probably one of like their glaring issues last year. And like, you, you want to like have just like another like big body. I know he sucks to like kind of like slim, but you can also like, put on weight and he's obviously pretty like portable like around the like, same screens and like to the basket. But I, I, I think like, they, like, should they do that? If the case like sucks is like still a deal by three. Uh, should they move trade up to get to make sure they get Suggs? Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's definitely yeah, yeah. an option. It's def it's definitely an option. It depends on how much you have to give up. I, I mean, that's uh, like, to be I, honest, I mean, like, Mobley, sorry, Mobley. Oh, for Mobley. Mobley, not Suggs. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I understand the fit thing, and I think fit is very important. But at the same time, I also just I'm not as in love with with Mobley to the point where I want to draft and want to trade up that high. And the thing is, like, I. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think he could still fill out, but I, I do feel like he's a little bit on the skinnier side. Of course, this is ridiculous to be talking about an 18-year-old and the skinnier side, whatever. But, like, um, he's not like a... Yeah. I don't know. I, is he like a... When you watch him, do you see, like, DeAndre Aiden, for example? I'm, I'm, no, I'm not, I don't but... fully see it. I mean, he's probably more impactful defensively, although yeah. Aiden's proven to be pretty good on that end, too. So, I don't know, man. I, I think they'll, they'll draft best player available regardless. Yeah. Um, you know, Bobby said that outright yeah, today. Yeah, I just the lottery picks from USC. They've worked well for this franchise. Like I just that's true. You know. That's true. Shut up. Shut up. Um, okay, so it, uh, can I have like one more question, or can we just like 
like you guys need to get to other people. Yeah, just very quick. We have obviously a lot of people trying to call him, but go ahead. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my last question is like, what do you think the Raptors are doing uh, free agency? Like, it's not really that deep, but just have to consider the Raptors have been like kind of like the last few seasons. Like, they've gotten like significantly like counterproductive because they got like from a championship team, mm-hmm. and then they lost Kawhi, and then they lost Serge, and they lost Mario, they lost Danny. It's, it, it's been like a tough like battle to get people to come here, obviously like tax reasons and um, uh, other stuff that you know like I don't know why. Cause, like the Raptors have like. Raptors have never really signed like a big free agent, like said, like maybe like Keto, like I think that's the biggest yeah. guy they've ever signed. So well, te- like, technically, Demar was, was slightly Jamar bigger Carroll. as a contract, which is not helping this case whatsoever. Jamar but anyway, Carroll. keep going. Yeah. So, like, what do you think you do? Like, it's not even that big of a class for like the free agent this year. So, I mean, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard is coming back. He's sick of his terrible medical staff in Los Angeles. <laughs> He's like, my knees have never yeah. felt better than when than they did in North York. I'm on my way back. I don't know. There's no free agents this offseason. Um, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's it's the Raptors. Like the, the, the Raptors, you know, bet on themselves, and then you know there isn't there's no free agents to go and make to negotiate with. I, I think I think we'll have to wait for a more um, crowded free agent market for the Raptors can attract free agent uh, dialogue to be worth having again. Because a lot has changed since Demar Carroll signed with this team, yeah. and and a lot's changed since um, Kawhi walked. Namely, Kawhi Leonard doesn't look like he's going to return to the finals, despite stacking a team um, and having two players who like celebrated so openly on uh, on uh, Twitter or Instagram that it looked like it was a done deal that the Clippers would win a championship. But yeah, I think for free agency. I don't know. The Raptors have got a lot of stuff to figure out. Like, what is Masai saying? The Kyle Lowry thing, you're going to... I'm pretty sure you're going to uh, bring back uh, assets in a sign-and-trade form and move on from there. You're going to have either a great young, uh, great rookie, or they traded for an asset. So, they have, like, went, they have all the pieces. Like, they played in for what, and it, it worked out. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Appreciate the call. All right. Peace. All right. Love the show. Bye. Bye. All right. Back to back from Kevin to, uh, I guess, favorite of many of the Colin Show listeners. We have Vin Baker. Vin. How are you doing, my Real GM veteran. My brothers. (laughs) What's going on? My brothers. We made it. Yo, listen, man. Listen, first of all, I just want to thank, I want to thank William Lou's big head that knocked the lottery balls over and got us the fourth (laughs) pick. Yo, shout out to Will Lou, man. Um, yo, listen, guys, guys. I just wanted to say, I, I don't really have a question. I just want to rant for a second. I just wanted Go to ahead. say, uh, my brothers and sisters on on uh, Tank World Order, we made it. This is what we came here for. <laughs> yeah. This okay. we, we watched Utah Watanabe get dunked on for hey, for a reason. Why, why did you pick him? Other guys got dunked on too. Come on. All right. Maybe not the same way, but still. Yeah, that's true. Yo, Utah's Utah's a, Utah's a G man. He's playing next year. Don't worry. Bro, he's gonna play gonna be behind best. my dog Jalen Suggs. <laughs> he's gonna be the best eleventh man in the league. Keep going. All right. Yo, listen. He's gonna be awesome. But yo. We we made it, man. And listen, I know there's a lot of people that wanted to make the play into the very end, but as Masai said, playing for what, yo? Come on now. Come on now. We wanted to play the Brooklyn Nets and get washed, or do we want the fourth pick? Like, come on, yeah. man. Come on, man. We, we had Will Lou in the bag. We had Will Lou's head in the bag, man. This was going down from the beginning, yo. But um, listen, I'm ecstatic. 
I'm ecstatic like everybody is. If you think about it, fourth is actually, like aside from number one, obviously, but fourth is actually really good. Like we might get Mobley because I mm. think I think Houston may not take him. We don't know because they already got a big, but we don't know. And then Cleveland, like if you just look at Cleveland, their chatter, all their fans and everything, some of their beat writers, like everyone's talking about Green or Suggs. We might get Mobley. If we get Mobley, we're going to put out the nastiest defensive team in the league in like a few years. Like, this dude is like a stud. This dude is like, I don't even know. But, yo, listen, man, this this is why you tank. We just tank for one season. Nobody wants to tank multiple years. We tanked in Tampa. It's all good. But now we're here, baby. We're here. We're here. But, yo, who do you guys... Who would you guys? Who would you guys take if we if you could get if we had somehow um, if we had uh, somehow Mobley or and um, and uh, Suggs on the uh, like available like who would you guys take if you if he had to choose? All right. So first off, I got to say, obviously, not a draft expert. Just been watching the draft videos like everyone else. Um, yeah. So like, I'm going mostly off of that yeah. stuff. For me, I would still take Suggs. I really like Suggs. I'm really enamored with his skill set. I think he's a guy who obviously he's gonna like play hard and like that. That's not even in question, really. But I think if there's a leadership quality to his play, I think there's a real composure to his play. He drives it to the basket and scores, and he has this like acceleration um, when he goes downhill, which is really nice. I think that's something that the Raptors, from the the guard position, don't necessarily have a guy who can slash inside and score. And I like that ability about him even more than, let's say, Jalen Green, who's more athletic and will definitely come up with probably more dunks. I'm not saying that Suggs is not athletic. He definitely is as well. But um, I just I like Suggs' overall game, man. And I think that, like, you know, you pair him in the in the backcourt, and that's something that you can just have, like, especially if he figures out that shooting, which he doesn't look like a bad shooter to me. Like, it's not like the mechanics are broken. Yeah. It's not like he's a coward like Ben Simmons. It's not like, you know... <laughs> He won't work on it. Like, I think that can prove. And then you put all that together. Like, then you all of a sudden have 6'5", modern guard, gets to the line, gets to the, the you know, great in transition, competes on both ends. That's, to me, that's what wins, you know, in addition to the fact that, of course, you need centers as well. But um, I feel like that's harder to get. Uh, to me than, than than what Mobley does. Although I wouldn't be unhappy with Mobley either. That's the thing. I'm not unhappy with any of these three guys that could drop to the Raptors. Like, you know, Mobley's great too, man. I, I mean, listen, you know, your point about the defense is is is, is per, spot on because, like, I mean, OG, Pascal, and, you know, Mobley in, in the front court. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they could just For link up arms. point of attack, it's just... <laughs> yeah. Bro, they're going to link up arms like in us and then they just, you know, it's, it's over for NBA teams, so... I'm happy either way. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yo, it's a wrap. Yeah, but that's exactly. what I mean. Like fourth pick, fourth pick, you get the, you get, you just literally choose whoever falls to you. It's actually a really good spot. So I'm yeah. just saying, and you kind of, you got to avoid the slander if, you know, you miss on one of the guys and whatever, they go ahead and you don't have to worry about it. You just literally take who falls to you. It's probably going to be Suggs, which is a worst case scenario. And Suggs is awesome. Like, like you said, yeah, mm-hmm. he gives exactly what we need but yo listen man i know you know i was i, I called a couple times you know i was clowning the uh the, 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 the people who want to make the play in but we don't need to do that we all yeah. won we're all winners I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here to extend an open hand every you know we're all here we're all winners we're making the playoffs again next year i don't care if we're six seven eight who cares man we got a young stud now like 
that's exactly. what it's all about. We got young talent. We're here. And listen, we're doing big things, yo. So uh, shout out to you guys. I don't really have anything else to say, but uh, we're here, baby. Let's get it. Take Appreciate care, you, guys. Man. Appreciate peace. it, man. Peace. Oh, that's good. I'm real happy for the, the, the tank crew because there was a, you know, and I'm happy that we're all back together now as a, as a Raptor family. <laughs> Because whether you're in that tanker or not, it doesn't really matter. We're in the same boat now, and like it's good to get back together. Those debates, obviously, the tank crew had a point. The point was made. The point was given. And now we're all in agreement. You know what? Congratulations. That was right. And honestly, you know, we can all just celebrate the team again, which is nice, you know? It's true. Yeah. Um, we have another caller. We have Jim from Brooklyn. Jim, what's it like that your team's... Uh... You know, I guess you're a raptor. You must be calling in to talk raptors, but um, how are you feeling about that the, the Nets loss? Uh, hi guys. First of all, hi. I am a Raptors fan. I just happen to live in Brooklyn. Mm. And uh, how do I feel that they lost? I mean, it's kind of unfortunate. I kind of expected them to beat the Bucks because the Bucks are frauds, but. But, I mean, uh, they're still no frauds. I mean, they'll probably just be back next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, let, let's let's make they it clear. The Bucks are, are still I think frauds. They just happen yeah. to like look into that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. What's up? I'm calling with a slightly different question. Uh, on the so both Houston and Cleveland have fairly developed young big men in Christian Wood and uh, Jarrett Allen. So I don't expect either of them to pick Mobley. So I can actually see him sliding down to us. But if Cleveland decided, you know, let's go for Mobley and didn't sign Jarrett Allen, I think that actually makes a lot more sense for Bobby and Masai to like try to pursue Jarrett Allen. And then we can easily pair him next to either of the Jalens, whoever falls to us. I think it's actually just with our fourth place, we kind of just have to like pick whoever's left between the top four. I don't think Cade's going to fall to fourth either. He might fall to second at worst he's probably just going to be picked by detroit yeah you'll be you'll be picked uh, by detroit yeah i i think that's like a, a an excellent situation with the raptors to wind up in um because yeah there was some interest like raptors fans have liked jared allen for a time um he uh, he i think he would fit right in yeah it's like i guess the the problem is a lot of that stuff's out of the Raptors control if Jared Allen gets dumped by the Cavs that's you got to be down bad imagine getting passed over by the the Cleveland Cavaliers I I agree that they shouldn't be spending a ton of money but um I guess you got you have to spend something I like the idea is what I'm trying to say Will do you agree uh, yeah, if we came out of this offseason with uh, <laughs> with like one of what Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs plus Jared Allen, yes, I'd be yeah. very happy with that situation. Yeah. I think yeah. it would solve a lot of points. Um, yeah, to me, I think uh, Cleveland looks like a team that really needs to trade down. To yeah. me, that that makes a lot of sense for them. I mean, maybe they keep the pick and whatever, man. I, I think like it's 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 not like unacceptable that they keep the pick. I think they should, but I could see them trading down with a team that desperately wants to hop in. And yeah, because I, I, you know, like the thing with the thing with tanking for years and and I can see them trade with Orlando because yeah, yeah. Orlando has five. Orlando 
Yeah. Yeah, they got five. Orlando By the way, have like five and eight or something like that. <laughs> yeah, their Orlando Magic are just perpetually getting the fifth pick, and it's they're always using on some long dude who doesn't actually have that many <laughs> basketball skills besides being long. <laughs> How many times? Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, the one time they did get the fifth pick. Though. <laughs> they should honestly. They're definitely gonna pick Kaminga. Kaminga has the Orlando Magic written all over them. Man. <laughs> they, they like James Ennis the third. They're gonna get James Ennis the fourth. But yeah, I mean, I, I like that idea. I, in terms of how much the money the Raptors will have to pursue Jared Allen, I guess they would have to. They wouldn't actually have to renounce Gary Trent because his salary number is low. They just have to renounce Kyle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess and, so. Honestly. And like the. Other guys on the roster who make a little bit of money. Stanley Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be I'd be sad to uh to see Stanley leave. To be honest, now I kind of want Stanley on the team I for the vibes. Want Stanley back I, for the vibes and for you know like we saw like Ben Simmons has a role in this league. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think All it's right, a, a good opportunity. Guys. Appreciate you, Jim. Yeah. Peace. And someone's not safe anywhere on the internet. He's, he's not safe anywhere on the internet. It could be anything conversation, and he'll pop in. Like, like Paul George missed those two free throws yesterday. Oh, my goodness. And then it was Ben Simmons again. And I was like, oh. That's yeah, okay. But the Paul George thing, it's unfortunate that he missed two. It's he's been playing quite, great, man. It's like a classically yikes thing to happen to you is to miss two clutch free throws. But he is not Ben Simmons' level of, um, like, letting his teammates down. Like, Paul George... Yeah. Yeah, it was bad, but it's not the same thing where, jo- like, I don't know. That Joel Embiid, like, putting his hands on his knees after uh, Ben Simmons refused to, to take the dunk, that's, like, yikes. Man. I was going to say, man, Embiid's meniscus was screaming <laughs> <laughs> after he, he passed out that dunk. Anyway, we got Kate from Toronto. Kate, I'm so happy for you. I know the agenda has been very strong throughout, and um, I'm just personally happy that your agenda is on there. The only question I have to ask is, is Adam Silver still on your list? Adam Silver has actually been elevated to quadruple platinum on my shit list. What? And the only acceptable outcome to remove him from to remove him from my shit list was if we got number one, Cade Cunningham. But I oh. will say thank you, Adam Silver. Even though you are number four on my, or even though you are quadruple platinum on my shit list, we have number four, baby. The Tampa Let's Bay go. Raptors. They tank straight into the lottery so the Toronto Raptors could emerge victorious with a top four generational draft pick. I am psyched. I'm stoked. Even though Adam Silver is a, a coward for not giving us number one. Absolutely. I know that Messiah Jiri is going to come out on top. I'm not scared. Number yep. four, it's fantastic. There's all kinds of craziness happening right now in your comments section. People want to trade up for number three and give away like three first-round draft picks and Pascal Siakam to take on what? Kevin Love. People, we're not doing that. Put yeah. that aside. We are absolutely not doing that. That is a stupid trade. The difference between the number three and the number four pick, when we're talking, you know, the talent that's going to be coming in here, whether that's Mobley, Suggs, or, um, or Green, any one of those is going to be fantastic for the Raptors. They all fit the script. I am so stoked to see what Masai does with this fourth pick. I'm excited for him to re-sign. I know what's happening. I'm I've got I've got I've, I've got the you know I know what's happening. It's all it's all turning up Raptors, folks. It's all yep. turning out it's all turning up Raptors. Second backs, we're here. We're gonna go into yeah. October. We're gonna 
go in 50,000, you know, 20,000 people in the Scotiabank arena, and we're going to give all of our Raptors a huge standing ovation. You know, Jalen Green's not going to know what hit him. He's going to be on cloud nine. Jalen, oh I think Jalen Green, like 6'6 shooting guard with a pretty flashy game, he's, um, you know, black and Filipino. He's a very Toronto. Oh, my like, goodness. Yep. I'm at, like, he, the marketing around him would be tremendous. Like a he he'll be a super. Yo, he's already been a model. He's he's already been a model for OVO. Have you seen this? Like earlier this year, yeah. it said Jalen Green OVO twenty twenty one. This man, yeah. it's it's almost like a prophecy. This man's gonna end up in Toronto. He's a pure Toronto man. If you look at him, he looks like a Toronto man. It's this true. man would love yeah. it here. He would love it here. Absolutely. But no, we're gonna have really to really just tank his interviews. Nobody. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go to Cleveland. Come on, just tell There's them no, that. No vibes He refuses Cleveland. to work out for them. Yeah, I was going to say, no Cleveland, Cleveland might have a no lot of draft skips, I feel like. They, they might have a lot of draft skips. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, uh, you know, they might have to rename, you know, Asian Legend here. We might have to rename it Blasian Legend once we, once we get Jalen Green. Um, no, I mean, look, that's the thing. I, that's, the, that's the best part about this. I'm happy with all the outcomes. Anybody, that's yeah, the thing. I'm, I'm thrilled with all the outcomes. I, I made this comparison already to Pokemon, but, like, you know, yeah. after Ash picks his Pokemon, you know, Gary comes in and, and, like, little dick that he is, and he just comes in and just takes another Pokemon. That's how I feel. I'm Gary in this situation. I'm good regardless. So I feel, I feel, I feel very strong and, like... It's funny that we're not even discussing any other picks. Like, are, are you like? There's no way Masai goes like, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna take Kaminga or like no. Scotty no, Barnes no, or the other guys." Like, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Good, I good. mean, like, if he was gonna do that, he would trade back, right? He trade back. Like, you're not, you're not, and then you get more assets. Like, I don't see why he's gonna do that, or if he will do that, because the top four just seems so set, and mm-hmm. I've just yeah. never, you've never seen a consensus top four like this. But, um. If for some reason he has a Masai Ujiri brainwave, I have full confidence that he will trade back and get us all kinds of stuff by trading back yeah. to OKC, who's absolutely desperate. Oh my God, this is the okay, other what's, thing. What's, oh, yeah, what's, the, other what's the Shea agenda? What's the Shea agenda? <laughs> I, I'm not, I, to be honest, I love Shea, but like... Is that at, OKC did not get a top four pick. They're freaking out right now. They had possibility to get two like top five picks number one and number five or number two number five something like that not only did they lose out on getting that um that uh, rockets pick but they also fell back two slots to all the worst possible outcomes their worst possible outcome was number seven they're now they're at number six they're all freaking out they know that they can't get this generational guy to pair with 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 shay right now so now you're looking at shay and he's two three years like the average age of their roster right now is like 22. Shea mm. is going to be, he's ready to go now. You know, like he doesn't, yeah. this guy doesn't want to keep losing. He was on the, the Clippers and he got shuffled over to the OKC. He had a brief taste of glory. And then this year he was on a roll. He was, you know, if he was on any other team, he probably would have been on the all-star team. He just gets overlooked. And this man, um, you know, I just think uh, his timeline's not going to line up with the with the Presti special of what he's got going on down there. Eighteen year olds only. Poku. I, know, Poku, I, Poku. I do kind of. I do like gotta, what's going to happen. That, man. I do like what's about to happen in OKC because for like a, a decade, it's going to be like playing a fraternity. 
it's like no, it's you, a college. It's yeah. it's it's OKC College, OKC it's State. No, nah, this guy's got an AA. He's running an AAU team down there. Yeah, like, actually, though, it's like it's like neighbors, like the movie with uh, <laughs> uh, Seth Rogen. Like that's what it's gonna be. Like every imagine like yeah. Kyle Lowry showing up in that uh, uh, environment in two years. Just everybody's nineteen screaming. He's just gonna be telling guys they don't have their jerseys tucked and untying shoes. It's gonna be a real. It's gonna be entertaining to watch. I think they're gonna like lead the league in like text and, and fights a, at some point. It's just a rotate. It's just a rotating door right now for misbegotten, terrible contracts. Like you yeah. know, we move off Al Horford, and now we move in Kemba. And what's next? Are we gonna move Kemba and go get KP? Like it's just all this like it's this way station for bad contracts. Yeah, and you think it's, that's it's a recycling what Jay plan. wants to spend? Like it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's literally it's not a great place to be. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully he gets frustrated and forces his way to us. But listen, I'm sure you got lots of people. I've been, I'm exuberant. I'm on cloud nine. Good. You know, you everybody it. stop trying to trade up for pick three. It's, it's not <laughs> worth it to trade half of our roster. Are you kidding me, people? Like, get your heads on straight. This uh, is the Sayujiri we're talking about here. Yep. And let's just all look forward to July 29th. It's going to be so much fun. Mm. It's going to be so much fun, guys. This is great. This is great. This is great. I'm thrilled. Thank you, Kate. I'm thrilled. Thank you. And yeah, yeah you're I mean, welcome, guys. You guys have a great day. All right. Oh, Peace. Quick recommendation if you haven't already done it. No, go ahead. You have time for this? Everyone needs to watch Formula One Drive to Survive. It's my new obsession. I'm really pushing it hard on all channels. <laughs> Everybody needs to watch Formula One Drive to Survive. Get invested in Formula One and then get up early on Sunday morning and watch Formula One with me because I went two weeks and now I'm talking about the break the brakes on the Mercedes car and what's gone wrong. You should all, all right. join me. Okay. All right. We're gonna no, that okay. I'm not watching cars turn left. Um, anyway, uh, we have our next yes, caller. Yes, you are. You're doing it. We have our next caller. Lee Camp from Brampton. Lee Cannon, welcome to the show. Yes, uh, how are you guys doing? What's up, man? Hello? Yeah. Hey, can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, can we hear you. Yeah, you. I can hear you. Great. All right. Uh, by the way, it's Lacon. Um, Lacon. Right. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all good. Uh, I just wanted to say, well, you guys are doing an amazing job, and I, I'm a real big fan of the show. Uh, I wanted to talk about Jalen Suggs. I know everybody's been you know, discussing him. My thing is, I see him as a a cross between uh, Brandon Roy and and say a, a Terrell Brandon from back in the day. Um, so do you guys see any similarities, especially to Brandon Roy? I see traces of Brandon Roy in terms of his control, his poise, his dribbling ability. He's not over athletic, but he's capable. Uh, so I just wanted you guys to, to, to talk about that and see if the, if that's the kind of talent that the Raptors need instead of a, a, a of a Mobley. All right. So first off, um, you know what? With all these draft comps, by the way, on the passport perspective, I absolutely see. I'm not even saying this applies to you. I'm just saying people love making comps to people that look similar. <laughs> and I can see the physical similarities because they both have the same height. Um, uh, but no, I, I actually I, the one thing I disagree with you is I, Suggs is very athletic, man. He's yeah. very athletic. Like I, I don't but, even worry about that. Like I, Brandon, Brandon Roy was athletic too. He just obviously like his knees were, his his knees were like you know when you go to the, 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 the like yeah, I don't know food basics and they, they they stopped like a two dollar two dollars off stickers on it because you got to cook it tonight. Like that that was just what his <laughs> knees were advertised as. Um, 
But he was athletic before then, too. But, I mean, I can see the similarities there. I think the leadership, two-way play, playmaker, yeah. primarily gets to the basket but has the jumper as well to fall back onto. Um, I, for me, if I had my pick between the three, which obviously the Raptors don't, they're the fourth pick. But if I had my pick, I would take Jalen for this team. I, I, and Suggs, in, in particular, because I, I really like the way he, he plays. I just... Um, I don't know, man. Well, sometimes you just watch a guy and like he's so very clearly a very, very good basketball player. Yeah. Period. I'm not saying that that doesn't apply to the other guys, but um, you know, I, I, I'd be very happy with Jalen Suggs. And yeah, I, I do see some of the Brandon Roy comparisons. Which, by the way, Raptors had a chance to draft Brandon Roy once in a once upon a time, and they didn't. Well, he was in the Barnani draft. Barney, I mean, I'm yeah. not saying they would have taken Brandon Roy first overall, but like, oh, yeah. I, you know, he was pretty good. Really, really damn good. It's a real, it's a real shame that his uh, he, he couldn't play for that long because he was really. He, I mean, I really liked watching him with that Portland team. He's like only in his mid thirties now. It was just. Absurd. I know. It's it's yo. He's the same age. He, he's he was in the same draft as Kyle. It was still for them right now. He, yeah, he uh, would. Like, well, yeah, probably. Honestly, yeah. Well, him and Nate McMillan are really close because um he came up in because Nate McMillan had his uh like a. Uh, Camps out in the Pacific Northwest because he played for the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I guess I do see it. Um, I, it's so like cursed to compare somebody to have that was like very famously snake bit. Um, but yeah, I can, I, I can, I do see the the comparison. Um, I will be, I will be honest with you. Like I've never, I've like Terrell Brandon came and left the league before I know how to ride a bike. But that's not true. Yeah, uh, didn't right there. <laughs> he no, he like, but yeah, I yeah, I do like the Brandon Roy, but yeah, no, I think it works. Yeah. I like. So I, I have one. That. I think one I like such question. That. Yeah, what's up? What's the next question? Okay, so it's it's still with uh, with uh, Suggs, and this might be a bit, a bit controversial because. Um, it's about Van Van Vliet. Okay. Now, based on his height and how he plays and how he, you know, penetrates into the middle, but then tries to finish quite often, you know, among the trees. If we have Suggs who who can manage the game, just like when whenever um, uh, Kyle Lowry was on the court with Van Vliet, one of them either becomes more of a shooter versus the playmaker. And I always liked it when Van Vliet was more of a shooter because then he's not penetrating and trying to finish, and he doesn't have the size to, to bully even bigs around a little bit like like Lowry could. So wouldn't it be better if we had a uh, subs to play that sl- slightly taller version of, of Kyle Lowry? And I'm not saying nobody can, anybody can replace Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm, but yeah. to play that version of it, that way Van Vliet can be free to become – a scorer that he is, because I don't think he's a prototypical point guard to the point where he wants to set up other players. I've seen him force the issue sometimes because he's a scorer at heart. Yeah, I mean, look, here, here's the thing. In terms of, like, the, the stats say when players drive, um, which players have the highest <laughs> tendency of passing out of those drives versus shooting. Fred is like top ten in the league in drives per game, and he's like number one in the league at passing out of he he passes out of sixty six percent 
roughly of his drives. That's the highest share of everybody. Now, granted, he probably has the lowest finishing ability of a bunch of those guys, so he should be passing out of those yeah. more. I just I, I don't really like that point about Fred in particular. I mean, he does get blocked for sure. He needs to improve on that front. The finishing, maybe out of floater, don't always go into the paint that with, with the intention to score over two guys. But I don't really see as a guy forcing it. I do like that point about Suggs, though, because he's more of a natural playmaker than a guy like Jalen Green, for example. Jalen Green is more of a scorer, period. He'll pass, but he will. He knows he can score all the time because he has such a like incredible next-level athleticism. He's so springy. He'll jump up. He'll get space, get separation. He has the shot almost all the time. Um, whereas I do see Suggs as more of a playmaker. And the fact that Suggs has, has that physicality, as you mentioned, which is something that another analogy to Brandon Roy, because Brandon was always very strong for a guard. Um, he can penetrate and get into the paint like that. Like, I think, yeah, Suggs makes a lot of sense in that backcourt because the Raptors do need multiple playmakers. If you have Suggs with Fred, with Pascal, those are three guys now that can pressure the basket, make a play, pass, score in different situations. I really like that. Plus, obviously, you have OG complimenting the group. And then, honestly, the, the job of the center in that group is just, like, get rebounds and, like, be in the dunker spot and finish a layup, which, unless they get Ben Simmons for that spot, like, they should be fine for that. So... <laughs> Nowhere is safe for Ben Simmons on the internet, man. Ben Simmons has to go to um, goes to net, like net zero or whatever back, back to 1995. Like, there's no more internet for him. He's got to be on floppy disks from now on. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Keep up the good work, man. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I feel bad for Ben Simmons, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. He let his team down. Like it was weird seeing all those guys be angry with him. Yeah, publicly. Because um, like, publicly. when has a coach ever just been like, "No, nah, this no, guy's yeah. not it." And Doc Rivers is like kind of a star guy. Like he's he knows not, how to no, play the game. Yeah. yeah. And for him to say, "F it, you let us down," kind of crazy. Because I think Doc Rivers. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I don't think I'm where Josh Smith is, but. Yeah. I mean, Doc Rivers loses a lot of elimination games. Bro, Doc Rivers has lost nine game sevens. How is that possible? Nine game sevens. Yo, when a game seven happens, like, what do you think his game day preparation is, man? I just I feel bad for the guy. Like, he must be sweating from like the Set, moment he goes time. to sleep. He's booking tea times for the Monday afterwards. <laughs> I I don't know. I, it's just it is. It's bad, man. How many times do you think Doc Rivers has been to Cancun? Like. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy's probably been to Cancun more than I've been to uh, the office in the last year or so. I mean, that's definitely the facts, actually. Anyway, uh, we got Nick from North Carolina. Nick, what's going on? Well, Josh, what's up? Not too much. Um, what's I it? was just calling... Go ahead. I'm sorry? I was going to ask, what's it like in North Carolina? Yeah, no, today? I was just calling. I was wondering how the uh, rest of the fourth might influence their free agency. Like, it seems like if you're going to pick someone with this in the class, of course, like you're going to kind of establish a uh, four out of five for the future lineup. So, do you like more, go more aggressively at Rashawn Holmes in free agency to try to uh, establish your five going forward, or just kind of roll what we have? Okay. Um, I, yeah, I think to be honest. I don't think the Raptors should try to build their entire team this offseason. And what I mean by that is, like, it's okay to have four of the five positions figured out. You're not necessarily going for a championship this coming year, right? No matter who you're bringing in, as excited as we are about Jalen Green, as excited as we are about Jalen Suggs, excited about Evan Mobley, these guys aren't going to be 
like the immediate pieces that contribute to the plus maybe they are you know but it'll be a small chance i would think um maybe Suggs is most likely to be honest out of a group um but yeah like i just don't think they need to build all of that in the free agency this summer because what i'm thinking of in terms of the fridge and uh, like this the the, the the bigs in this class rashawn holmes is very is a nice player he's he's a nice player um is he nice enough that i want to pay in a competitive market 20 million dollars a year for him and then make him my starter in all situations uh, and go to the playoffs and make heavy runs with him. No, he's he's not that guy, right? Uh, you know, so I I think I would still just wait on that front. Like we can get a center later on. I think you get these four pieces playing together. You resign Ken Birch for something much more reasonable, um, with some more flexibility, and then you try to move, find that fifth guy down the line. I I don't really see that need this summer to to get to get Holmes. And that's saying that Holmes would be a very nice fit with the group. I'm, absolutely, but. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm just not fully sold, especially I don't want to pay like full price for a center in, in any sort of setting at this point, unless they're like, yo, kids, Jared unless Allen. they're like, the, I would, you, I think you pay full price for Jared Allen. Even Jared Allen, I'm a little con- concerned about, but he at least a guy who rebounds exceptionally, uh, shoots free throws well, basically have him as a goal, bear, a goal bear role, essentially. Uh, yeah. 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 And I, I think that, I think that's enough. Maybe that list is short and. Yeah, I think it's a short list, but I agree with you that um, turning over the table to go for Rashawn Holmes and give him a really competitive offer isn't. He was bad last year. Like it feels weird to like reward a guy coming off of a year spent in Sacramento. Oh, he was not bad in Sacramento. He was just in Sacramento, so you don't really fully know. I mean, that's the thing. Like he's the best big on the market, but like the market is not good for bigs. Just because the yeah. market's weak doesn't make you doesn't make you strong necessarily. So, I'm actually I mean, okay. ask 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 any uh, real estate owner in Toronto, and uh, yeah, this, you know, this, did this you see is... that patch of dirt that's that's listed for over a million dollars in Toronto? No, that's <laughs> unbelievable. What are you are you serious? <laughs> yes, Nick. What's it like? What do you get? What do you, what can you get for a million dollars in North Carolina? Probably you can buy you know the damn Hornets arena. Yeah, we have a little more flexibility here. Uh, <laughs> it's still going pretty quick, though. Uh, and yeah. I know, honestly, I don't think it's doing too great as a market as far as buyers, I get the answer section that as far as patience and All right, Nick. Sorry, we're, we're struggling to hear you with your connection. So, um, yeah, we're gonna have to, we're gonna we're gonna let you go if you don't mind. I'm I'm sorry. It's just the connection we can't hear. Um, but uh, yeah, we appreciate you calling in, man. Really, and I, it's real cool that we're getting calls from all over. So. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. Right. Appreciate it. Sorry about Peace. the connection. I did hear Nick briefly say, what do we think about second-round picks? And I would refer all of you to Blake Murphy's excellent coverage to come because he is reliably covering that beat. So, Yeah, I, I, I really Blake. enjoyed the fact that um, – that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that Bobby Webster himself was like, yeah, you know, Blake, you know, obviously, I know, I know that's up to you, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, you t- – so, Honestly, you, a real nod of respect. A real nod yeah. of respect, man. You make our second-round pick this year, Blake. I mean, Blake right, would we do have, a great job with it, too. So. Of course. 
All right, we have uh, Philip from Milton on the line. Philip, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, guys. How are you? Pretty good. good. How are you? Yeah, awesome. It's a beautiful day. Uh, I want to say that I really enjoy your podcast. Uh, they're really nice. I do want to share that last year when the pandemic happened, you had one episode, which was like the top 10 wins of the year. And I used to go for walks as things to do at the beginning. And I think I listened to that one three times. It really kept me going oh, on a, wow. some wonderful times that year was. Wow. So well, uh, here's I mean, my question. You. Here's my question. I, I got, two, yeah, absolutely. I got two questions. Um, so, uh, the last few years, the center position has been, you know, not really a position that people have, uh, gotten players over let's say forward so it, it is a small chance that i think evan mowgli may be available at four i think it's small but like i could see that both teams going for you know the two wing players instead uh or you know Suggs is, is a two i guess but so my question is if you had an option like uh to get mowgli or to get like Suggs, which one would you go for and then i'm going to follow that up with another question now that we've had the top four picks. Someone today on Talk Radio mentioned how now we're getting younger, we have like a potential star player. Um, would you consider entertaining a package if it was a good package for let's say a Siakam and go even younger, try to get more high quality players? Um, yeah, to your first point, I, I, I'm pretty clear. I think I like Suggs more at this point, but I'm, I'm definitely going to be doing even more draft research now that we've essentially narrowed down to three guys and really get more into depth. But for me right now, based on what I've seen, I like Suggs uh, between Suggs and Mobley. Mobley's probably my second pick between those two guys. Um, Josh, I know you love Mobley, so you I probably just, take I, Mobley. I like I like. I like, you just want DeAndre Ayton on the Raptors, though. That's the thing. He's, don't be, no, like, don't I be mean, like Masai and wanting Bruno and wanting Giannis and drafting Bruno. That. Like, I do like Ayton, but uh, I like, you know, bigs who can score a little bit. Um, and the Raptors need rebounding, and he seems like he would have a good personality. I don't know. I like I, I, I like centers. It's just, they're, fun, they're fun players to watch, fun players to watch develop. Um, I don't know. These superstar guards, all the like, they're gonna they you know become good friends with rappers, play video games, live streaming. Then um, that's not true. Sanders do that just as much, but I don't know. I I maybe I've just had this like USC Kool Aid. I believe in Mobley. I think he's gonna be a good. I think he's gonna be a great star. Um, and I just want to watch a guy for fifteen years develop and be an interesting kind of um per- personality to follow. Um, yeah, and then to your second point. Yeah, if uh, I could just. Yeah. What what the Siakam trade? Yeah, if I could just if I could just chime in on what you guys said is, um, yeah, like I think like wing players and guards are more sought after over the last few years, right? Like the big man has really diminished. But then when you yeah. see playoffs like this, and you see Aiden doing such a good job, like I think obviously Devin Booker is more important, but like he's still a very high reason why they're winning. Um, it really makes you be like, man, you know what? This this is so matchup dependent. But a big man would really, you know, we don't have a good big big wingman. Like we got like a borderline starter, you know. And then you see that, and you're like, okay, wow, that that would be awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. But we also don't have like a star guard, and I feel like you literally cannot win. We do. We have. We have. Who's our star we, guard? First, I believe is like a top five guard in the. No. East. Yeah. yeah he, top. He, <laughs> 
he's a top five point guard in the East right now, for sure. And I, I love Fred, man. I, but like, I think that you do need more playmaking on the wing than than Fred Van Vliet. That's Freddie Gibbs wanted to take a picture with Fred Van Vliet. That's fine, what, what man. Fred, Fred was dressed like a watermelon. Like it was cool, man. <laughs> I would take a picture with him too. But like, <laughs> yeah. It was, anyway, but uh, yeah. Like I, I just think that you need to. I, also, we yeah. have Jalen Harris. Don't forget. <laughs> We're, yeah, he's about to be the second Jalen on the team, unfortunately. Um, but um, yeah, I would still go with a guard. And then in terms of the Siakam thing, I think it's definitely worth fielding calls and interest and things like that. Yeah. I will say that though, like I don't think. First off, I don't think the decision needs to be made right now. I think the first off, you would want to see how everything meshes this going into the season, right? Because my, one of my things with people wanting to get rid of Pascal for whatever reasons is you get rid of Pascal, you'd be looking for a player who does a lot of what Pascal does. Believe yeah. me, guys who can guard all five positions, um, guys who can play heavy minutes, guys who can put pressure on the basket, score, play make from the, from the front court. Um, and if you need to, downsize and play small, he can do that as well. It's a lot of skills that you would really need. Um, that doesn't mean that you don't trade Pascal under any circumstances, but he's a very valuable player. See how that fits? Just a conversation you revisit in a year based on how good one of these three guys coming in potentially are in terms and what the fit is with the whole group and then go down the lines. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, look, everything's on the table. It's not like anybody is, like, specifically not a, you know, needs to be moved we don't have that kind of uh contract on the team thankfully because we have really good management so yeah yeah but just you know a phone call comes from um like what would it take for you to lose to give up pascal at this point like what what, what carl, carl not, anthony carl, towns yeah but you're not getting towns straight up for pascal me i know i, I if agree, you could I, yes i would do that deal but <laughs> you know um, i uh, towns needs i like i really like him I really and as a dude, he's had like a, obviously very publicly tough like two years. I want him to be in a winning situation because I think he gets dumped on because his teams don't win, and he is progressed as a player. Like, yeah, he's not an amazing defender, but he's improved. And if yeah. there was a way, if there was a way to like personally be involved in having his career turn around, I would love to be able to watch that. Uh, you know, two times a week from my couch for the next two years. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Philip. Appreciate it. Enjoy your uh, enjoy your walk. Thanks, guys. Carry on what you do. Yeah. Uh, I'm not walking right now, but uh, but I will. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. No, it's the number one pandemic activity is just going for a walk for for no specific purpose. Just the aimless walk is uh, is undefeated yeah. in the pandemic still. Um. All right. Well, maybe, that does that does Maybe back college, in my life for good. Maybe I'm just gonna go for walks. Like yeah. Just a constitutional after dinner for the rest of my life. It's good. Yeah, I mean, look, Toronto's a very walkable city, so that's nice. And um, yeah, maybe you'll walk to my new place. Which uh, you know. does that? Has that happened? I guess we'll talk about it not in front of. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk off show. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the contracts and stuff are, are done, so we're in that moratorium. We're in the moratorium phase, the free agency moratorium. You know, the deal's agreed upon, but you can't sign the deal. Like, we're kind of in that kind of phase. So, yeah, I appreciate Congrats. it. I, obviously, we'll invite you over. But in the meantime, though, before we go, first off, thanks to all the callers. Really appreciate it. Definitely the most positive episode we've done. I don't know. If, did we do a championship episode or something like that? Like, I don't know. I think we did a, sh- we did a show after, after OG made the OG, game winner. That was, that was exciting. Show. Yeah. That was so exciting. But um, yeah. this is a, probably a close second. 
And again, something that we really needed after that really horrible Raptor season in Tampa. At least now we came away with a nice little souvenir. You know what I mean? And not like collecting random shells on a Florida beach. Or like coming back with like you know those awful braids that people come back from Florida with. <laughs> but uh, many Raptors souvenir <laughs> from this year was COVID nineteen. Okay, all right, we don't cool. need to talk about that. We yeah, we yeah, we came back with antigens, but um, yeah, no, let's uh let's let's give our Stanley suggestions before we go. I mean, um, although you know what you know, it, is is it still we, Stanley suggestions? Are we gonna have I to have adjust no it based on like until he's no, officially not on the team? I guess it's got to be Stanley suggestions. Like Mo- Mobley's motives? Like are we are we at that level yet? You know, suggestions. <laughs> uh, you know that's so bad it's growing on me just like when you nicknamed him caddy cat daddy gillespie that, that yeah, can't get that one out of my head i hate that it's six okay my, he's, he's replaced first. the kate upton gif unfortunately uh, <laughs> with, with just because you called him cat daddy gillespie um my first recommend my recommendation this week is to um to make pickles so uh this what? summer as a thing to do me and my partner signed up for a csa box and I don't know, just like, what do we do with all these vegetables that I don't know how to, like, prepare? You just put them in brine to leave them in your fridge for a few days. And you just have fresh vegetables, like fresh pickles, you know, carrots, turnips. You feel like kind of like a pioneer. Like, it's, you feel like you just know how to do something that you typically go to the store and get. I agree. It's a, it's, I would have your expression if somebody mm. explained to me that you should make pickles in your free time. But I've really enjoyed it. It's just, I don't know. What do you do? Like, if you get turnips, what do you do with them? I have no idea what to do with turnips, but... I'm going to get turnips in the first place. What am I, peach? <laughs> peach. Yeah, I wanted to support a, an Ontario farm. And okay. uh, I found, as a byproduct, byproduct of that, I discovered, you know, uh, an appreciation for a pickled vegetable. I'm gonna, Next time I see you, I'm going to give you a pickle. That's wild. <laughs> That's a wild thing to say. But, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was not expecting this, bro. You, you, so recently you've been telling me... That you you you've gotten a pasta maker, so you're making yep. your own pasta. Duck inside. You're you're getting you're making pickles. You're pickling uh, turnips. All right, yeah. okay, that's fine. To be honest, I actually really really vibe with that. Especially a lot of northern Chinese cuisine, Korean cuisine has a lot of pickled stuff. So I've obviously I've, I've uh, you know I like that, but still. And now you got a pizza oven too. Like, what are you doing, yeah. man? What do you what do you what do you have at your house, man? You, you open up like a vegan bar. Like, what are you doing? Nah, just you know, nothing to do. Don't buy meals out. It's like feel like having pizza mm. you gotta come over i we still haven't done that but soon yeah uh my salad suggestion is, or my my suggestion which is horrendous <laughs> man it's a horrendous name um uh, it's just to go to montreal in general man um listen uh, obviously get, get get your vaccines get double vaxxed up you know and, and make sure you're responsible and traveling um but yeah just yeah, listen i had a really great time in montreal I was, I was away for the last few days um this is where i got this haircut um and yeah, look, it's just a, it's just an amazing city. What can I say? The, 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 obviously the nightlife is very strong. Didn't really, really partake in much of that, obviously with uh, the pandemic going on, but like the restaurants and things like that, man. I mean, it's, um, it's yeah. I mean, it's only five hours away on the train. It's like an hour away on the plane, by the way, you can get like a hundred dollar round trip tickets on the plane. I'm like, yo, this is cheaper than via rail, man. I feel silly for taking via rail. Although it's one of those planes where you can only take a backpack with you and the clothes you're wearing. If you, if you check in a bag, it's like another three hundred dollars somehow. Yeah. But uh, anyway, go to Montreal is my my suggestion. Um, yeah, so that's that's my right. that's my suggestion. So thanks everyone for calling in. Really appreciate it. This was great. The vibes are very strong. I think for us, our next show is probably going to be shortly before the draft. So we're going to have a month. Let's all do our research. Let's all watch our scouting videos. 
Go on YouTube. A lot of really great suggestions. Actually, by the way, my one suggestion would be if you are looking for draft videos, which I'm sure right now people are, um, there's this channel that I've been watching for a lot of good comparisons and analysis. It's by Adam Spinella. That's S-P-I-N-E-L-L-A. It's a really good channel. I've really enjoyed watching it. Um, and I'm actually going to talk to the guy who runs the channel. I'm going to have him on the podcast soon to talk about the draft. So um, check him out. But yeah, it, it, definitely watch all these draft comps. I want to see, you know, uh, all the excitement. And then, yeah, it's going to be good vibes in the next month. And um, I'm here for it. So. Masai, sign sign the contract. Masai, you your... Masai. Right now, we, I swear. Oh. They got you a lottery pick. You got to sign the contract. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think that specifically was going to seal the deal from aside, but just sign the thing. Let's have no worries and uh, enjoy. So thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll, we'll open up the line soon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.